Show, we're going to get started today. If you guys had last week's lesson, I really, I have to be honest, you know, I mean, I usually REM, but I didn't feel like I did the lesson justice last week, okay? And, and I, it's one of those things with me that, I, I remember if you guys were in here, I told you the story about digging for gold when I first got back into church and digging and digging and digging and finding God's word. So this chapter just made me, after I went home, I started digging into it a little bit more, okay? And it's like, wow, there's this really thing in here that you can just bypass or you go back and, you know, lack of better terminology, regurgitate it, chew on your cud kind of thing, you know? And so when, and then think about really what this is telling us in today's world, okay? Because in our own realm of life, we... Uh, We've had, had a lot, everybody's had a lot of challenges, ups and downs, um, going in and out. But if anything, in David, so we're going to go back over 1 Samuel 27. And uh, so if you have your thing from last week, I'm going, because we got uh, like uh, four people who are going to give testimonies at the end of God's goodness or however it comes out. Because I really think that's important that we understand that God is working in other people's lives. And we, some of us don't express it very well, uh, but I really think it's important. So we're going to start with just this first verse, if you got your own sheet. And it says, David set, this is now it's rubbing. Is that okay if it rubs? I mean, I don't know. David said in his heart, the, well, if you got your own sheet, the first one, it says, David said in his heart. And I hit that last week, but then when I reread this is, what about us? What do we say in our heart? Okay? Because we got to look at where David was at. Because he says, I sa and he said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should be speedily escape into the land of the Philistines, and Saul shall despair of me, seek me anymore in any coast of Israel. So here's David. God did all those things through David. I kind of reiterate that last week. But so here's what I want us to do is David said in his heart, I want you to take David's name out and I want you to put your name there. Okay? Steve said in his heart, and whatever your name is, because I want you guys to personalize this, this verse, this chapter. Okay? Personalize every time you see David, I want you to put Kim. You put Kim in there as we're reading this through and then we're trying to personalize it is just like, we're reading our life, okay? Can we do that? You can do that, Kim, can't you? K-I-M, right? That's how you spell it? So anyway, I'm going to take these off. So David said in his heart, and the reason why is because David was discouraged. Don't we all get discouraged? We get weary, okay? Because for us is in today's society is, I really think, there's probably more continual pressure on us than there ever been before. You know, when you talk to people, um, all the situations going around the country and worldwide, you know, with the, you know, the, the virus before and then all the Ukraine war and, uh, you know, people talking about World War III. And so it's really kind of somewhat, I'm not going to use the word scary, but you really look at it, it's troublesome. It's troublesome for me because uh, we look at all these things and, and so we kind of, I think we just lose heart of where we're going. You know what I mean? I mean, we really got to focus on God because I'm telling you what, what's out there now that you see, I, I don't watch news. Uh, 
very often because everything is so discouraging. And then you look at all those things going on is, you know, it, and it, it, a lot of people is like, are we in the end times? I mean, that's a lot of things that when I talk brothers in Christ, it's like, is this, are we headed into the end times? I don't know. I mean, it, the scripture, I talk to people all the time, and I'm like, well, scripture, if you look at Ecclesiastics, I said, you start looking at what the kings and the bears and all that stuff, if you're into prophecy, it looks closer that way. But I'm sure the guys that were here around 100 years ago were saying the same thing. And so, uh, he, so in number four, he said, uh, no, well, I'll go, take that back. So it's in his heart, then his thoughts. Okay, number three, his thoughts took him to a bad place. Does our thoughts take us to a bad place? When we're out there on our own and we're within, you know, things of life, does our thoughts take us to bad places? And guess who is, will shoot darts at us so we think about bad places, right? Satan will shoot darts at us like, oh, they don't want me here, they don't like me, uh, God's not concerned about me. Is those good thoughts? No, they're not. Because that's not what the scripture says, right? Scripture says what? what? That he's, he's got it under control, right? No matter what the circumstances is, it doesn't look like it's under control, but he has the end result, right? Has God got the end result? Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see 20 hands out there raising. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so his fears were not substantiated, and he's going, I'll show, I'll, I'm going to perish one day by the hand of Saul. But did he do that? What did God tell him? What did they say he was going to be? He was going to be the king one day, right? And so here's this guy, much like us. That's why I put our names in you. You put your name in there. He was, he was like, oh, Saul's going to kill me. And yet at the same time, Samuel was the one that anointed him to be king and that he would be king, right? So how many times in our own lives do we face um, circumstances where we're the same way? You know, God's given us a promise. Uh, and we just go, oh, that ain't happening. Uh, no, that's not going to work. And yet at the same time is we walk through that, and it's like, man, God was there. Look at, you know what I mean? What's that song is that he's there all the time? And I can't, I'm not a song person, but, but he is. Even though we don't feel him, we don't see him, we don't know, we have to take this word and apply it to our lives and not let our hearts and brains Satan take us to the negative side, and that's what happens a lot of time. It's easy to go to the negative side of everything, isn't it? I mean, you look in today's society, negative is like pff, the easiest way to go to. And who wants us there? Satan wants us there. That's exactly where he wants us because we're not only affecting our lives when we go to that negative part, we're affecting everybody else around us, whether we want to know it or not. We, you know what? I mean, we could be joyous one day and we can be totally negative the next day and what we do is is that God what Satan gets into our minds that's some of the other things that I didn't go over last week and nobody loves me nobody cares about me and God doesn't care about me and that's far from the truth from the word of God and when we're walking in the spirit we know it's the truth don't we I, I really think that I mean when you when you're walking in the spirit and God's, you really sense the presence of God? I think I can walk on the clouds. 
You know what I mean? There's nothing that's impossible with God, right? We have the scripture that backs that up, but we allow Satan to tear us down and, and not trust God and not believe God. And I know all circumstances are hard. Uh, you know, personally, uh, in our human, I mean, things happen to us that we don't know how we'll ever get over it, but that's God's right there. And it's just, you know, nobody else can do it for us. Nobody can do it for me. My wife can't fix me. I can't fix her. I can't, whatever problem she is, no matter how hard I try to want to fix it for her, I can't fix it. I don't have that much power. I don't have that awesomeness of God. But God's the one that we need to turn to and him alone and not nothing else. And so basically is it, so David's thoughts are not unlike our own. And so here he knows he's going to be king, but he's still got the same thoughts that we have. Isn't that, I, I always thought that. I always put these guys way up here, and sometimes when we put them way up here, we see them fall, and it affects our lives. But I'm talking about David, so put Mike's name there. David, Mike, thoughts are not unlike our own, right? We all, I mean, we really, I'd hate to see, I always thought about this as if, like, I could open up my brain and shoot a movie of it, of, of what's going on in my brain. I sure wouldn't want somebody to look at it. You know what I mean? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, seriously, because my wife can tell you, my brain is like crazy all over the place. So, But how many of us would really, would you see the real us? You would. We wouldn't really like that. I don't think so most of the time. But anyway, so uh, so he decided, number five, uh, that he was going to flee uh, Wait a minute, I got the wrong one over here. Nope, I got the right one here. I, this paged on two. One was last week's and this one's this week's, but it's the same thing. I mean, same it's chip, the same handout. And so I'm going to read uh, Corinthians 10, 3, 5, if I can find it. I, I got all these things marked in my Bible for today. Last week I lost them. Uh, because I think that we need to go, here it is. So 2 Corinthians 10, 3, verse 5. It says, though far we walk in the flesh, we don't, do not war after flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to bring those thoughts to God under Christ, and then he does the work. Because in our flesh, oh, it likes to mull over bad things, doesn't it? Our mind does. Okay, I'm not going to point fingers at you. I'm just going to say, you know, because I'm like, God, no, that, that's can't, you can't make that work. You can't, it's not going to come out. And I'm thinking of all the negative things. And so Satan really helps us out with that. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. You, that's not going to work for you. He's patting us on the back going, yeah, be negative. Don't trust God. Isn't that what he does? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, I mean, we have all kinds of things going on, and it's easy to go to the negative and not the positive. That's, the, that's what Satan wants from us is to go right to the negative. And I, and I think with this age group, there's probably maybe more people that think that way lots of times just because of our situations in life. But God, but David was the same as us. 
you know, I, I kind of put David on a pedal, so and now when I went back to this and I re-looked at it, man, he was promised to be king, and he's acting like this, right? Just much like we act in our own world, because when we get saved, God says, hey, I'm here to take care of you, right? Basically, I've got your situations. I'll take control of what you got going on. Trust me, right? So does our, how, tr- how deep is our trust? How, mu- how much really do we trust him? When the time gets tough, when the tough gets going, how, you know, I want to fix it myself. My wife can confess, to tell you that, I'm a fixer. I want to fix it all. And there's so much that I can't fix, and it requires God to fix. Nobody else can do it for you. That's that relationship one-on-one with Christ. That's where when we build that relationship up, it makes us, doesn't make it, it makes it easier to go through the circumstances don't, don't wipe out the circumstance because it'll always be there in our mind of what happened, but, but he's there to overcome them. And so basically, is he, he, and, uh, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So where do you think bad thoughts come from? The what? The devil. Because he wants to tear us down. I mean, he don't want us to live for Christ. He don't want us to share our faith. He don't want us to... He don't want us to walk by faith. He don't want to believe. He don't want us to believe what God says is true. He's always to the negative, isn't he? And guess what that does? If, he, if we're pounded with that, what's it do to us? Puts us negative, doesn't it? I mean, we get into negativity and we're like, God don't care about me. God's not going to take care of this. And so we become negative towards God. Because when we choose to listen to the devil, we're being really disobedient you really want to come down to it because God said scripture tells us now that you know what trust me believe on me and uh and so that's when I started really digging in this is verses I mean it was just like whoa man I, I I need to put my name instead of David I need to put Stephen there Stephen Stephen or whatever your name is making it personalized because Christ is a personalized thing right I mean you know what we can pray for somebody but unless you're doing your part it's it we're just praying for you and hopefully you'll open your eyes up to whatever it is and so i'm going to keep going here because i'm not taking very long because we've got you know everybody singing specials today did you get the one that you're supposed to sing oh okay. i'm sorry i'm just kidding i had to liven you guys up so david's are, our thoughts are not unlike our own we got this we can be convinced something is true when it is not well that's a true statement isn't it okay Number two is spiritual battles can won or lost in our minds. I don't know about you guys, but my mind runs constantly. My wife can tell you. I used to run in my sleep. Didn't I, Terry? She goes like, what were you doing last night running in my sleep? And our minds, is, it's, it's, it's really kind of funny, but it's lost in our mind. Because once again, it's a positive or a negative. You choose what happens to your mind as far as thoughts. When we quit focusing on God, what he has said, we listen to our thoughts in our own hands, and we are subject to bad counsel. Because you know what? People with bad attitudes look for other people that will listen to them and agree, right? Because we don't, oh, you know, brother or sister or whatever, is then they get their little group. I mean, I've been in church a long time now. And they get their own little, I guess it's clicks, right? Is that what it's called? And we're going to sit here in this huddle, and we're going to come up with our own train of thought. And therefore, is the, okay, well, we don't like 
whatever it is. I have my own thoughts, you know. I don't like these red chairs. Well, let's just, I'm just kidding you, okay, I really, I'm okay. It's just, but maybe I want blue. I want a recliner in mine, you know. I, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, we're all different. And Satan will try to do everything to divide everything, even in our own homes, even in church, even where we're at. He will do everything he can, just like David. I mean, I put David here, but when I really jumped back into it when I went home last Sunday, I'm like, I've missed this. I've really missed the deep end of this because, you know, what, what is it, uh, you know, is uh, my father-in-law was his point one finger out, point the rest of them to me, and after I got done with the lesson, I'm like, dude, I need my whole, both my hands pointing at me. You know what I mean? And uh, it's really kind of crazy, but that's why I asked Pastor, or Pastor Tom, I said, Tom, can I, can I do round two because I didn't do a very good job the first time, and I... And maybe I just talked more about myself. I don't know, but it seems like I did. And we, because we come up with false imaginations. And that's where Satan's kicking in, trying just to have those thoughts. Because you know, what he wants to do is divide the church, right? He wants to divide us between family, friends, whatever he can do to stick that thorn in there or the pick or whatever he's got. Whatever it is, is a thorn to want us to have this negative attitude about stuff. And you know what? You can look at what's going on in the world around us. Boy, it's hard not to get depressed, right? Or, you know, I mean, well, what about this? And the price of food, the price of gas. And, you know, we got all these wars going on. And, you know, they're talking about World War III. And so finally, after that, I just, you know, it, we, this is really crazy, but in my facility, we have one, two, three, uh, nine TVs. And, uh, I probably listen to none of them during the day. I can't stand it because I have to trust what God's telling us to do. What are we supposed to do when here on earth? And we can't rely on all that stuff there because can you fix it? Can you change that? What's going on? We can't. It's a part of life. But we can live for Christ, right? We can do what he's telling us to do. I was telling Terry this morning after last week's, uh, I was telling about the thing with my father-in-law when he came to the, when we were building out the thing, and uh, basically, this week, uh, I, I was able to share that same thing with two other people that walked in. And, and one thing that my wife did, my wife ch chose all the names for our companies. And so our property company is Yahweh Properties. And the guy goes, hey, that's a cool name. And so it was actually, I was able to share with two people from unknown, never seen them before in my life, to share that story of, where my father, I gave him the story of the father, my father-in-law coming up and praying, and the guy was a truck driver, and he was a Christian, and we got the approval and all that other stuff. And so it's cool. People were out there wanting to hear those things, and I'm definitely not the guy that does that just on my own. I, I'm just telling you that. That's not, but, but I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. This guy, first of all, my wife chose the names of the company, and then basically is this guy recognized the name, and go, hey, that's pretty cool. And so we got started talking. And one of the guys was, he was telling, sharing his story that uh, basically he had been out of church for a long time. And he got upset with whatever happened. And, you know, it was kind of funny. He was moving back to Florida. And he goes, you know, he goes, when I get down there, I'm going to look for a church. I really need to be in church. And that's just the power of God. That, that, I mean, that, you can't dream that up. That's how it happened. And so 
And I thought, man, God, this is pretty cool. I kind of like this, you know, but I don't like living in a lot of times that we're going through, right? But God gives us those times. And so uh, just remember when we look at Scripture, put your name there, okay? And then that way all the fingers are parking, you know, pointing back to you. And, and that's how I'm very simple-minded, so that's kind of how I do it. Is this like, okay, David, or if it's Moses, or whatever, I put myself in those situations. And so then David decided to flee, and, uh, and then he went to, uh, so I want to read this verse. I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, I, I, got, I got up at 4 o'clock this morning and went through, and, and, then, and then I went back through, and, uh, you know, I could see where guys, pastors, spend a lot of time getting a sermon going. So Jeremiah 17, this is not on your sheet, okay? This is one that God gave me this morning, um, 17, 9, and 10. And it says, For the heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We don't know it. You guys don't know it. And I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruits of his doings. And I read that, and I'm like, that's right on. That is right on. So it wasn't in the lesson, but that was just something that, it's just telling us how wicked we are. Really, that's all it's doing. But we think we're pretty good. I mean, most of the time. Right. And so anyway, so David went out to Ziglag, and uh, all he did was lead attacks against the nations and the enemies of Israel. And, uh, but he took no prisoners. Who's that sound like? Took all the animals, took everything else. Who, who did it sound like? Saul. Remember when he went out and, you know, and then that's how it got him in trouble when he didn't kill the, he was supposed to kill all the animals and the king and all that other stuff, and then he didn't do any of that. Got him in trouble. And so David, David's doing the same thing. That's what really woke me up. I'm like, the what he was against Saul with is that's exactly what David did. When we look at people around us and we go point the finger like, oh, blah, 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 or you're wearing this, or you don't do this, or you didn't show up for this, we're doing the same thing, aren't we? And I think that was pretty cool in this Old Testament thing is like looking at it and looking at it from that example is, wait a minute, it's, it's on us, Right? How we, what we choose, what we do, what we think, what we obey, it's on us. It really is. I mean, my wife can't fix me. I can't fix my wife. We've always said that. She's always said that. I couldn't fix her, and she couldn't fix me. But, but it's a God, right? It's a God thing. And so basically, uh, David shed his light on that, and uh, therefore, he, he went out to the southernmost points, and he started killing people. So I'm just about done, babe. Okay, so everybody's I'm running close. So let's just apply this. It says, like David, we can think something is true or that something is going to happen when there's no factual basis for those thoughts. Once again, where does those come from? Satan, right? He, he, it's a battle. What was the battle for your mind? I think that wasn't in a book a long time ago, but Satan's battling you know, with your mind. And he does do that. I mean tons, because we can I, can, I can, I can look at Mike and I can think, oh, that guy don't like me. He don't want me around. I mean, we can think all kinds of things, can't we? Because that's how Satan works in our minds. He wants to be down pressed. He don't want us to be worshiping God. 
you know, he don't want us to be living for the Lord, right? He's, he's totally against it. God don't care about me anymore, right? Why would he care about me? I'm a bum. Or whatever it is. David showed how discouragement and mental anguish can affect us. It is critical that we judge ideas, feelings, etc., when they are in our hearts and our minds before they bring forth evil fruit. So, slow to speak. What is that? Slow to speak and... Do what? Slow to speak, slow to anger. We, but our flesh wants to go, Woo! I mean, sorry, I mean, like, or whatever. I'm, I'm pretty, like, you know, we, like somebody does you wrong, guess what we want to do? We either want to shoot them, stab them, choke them, kick them, or maybe that's just me. Uh, I can't believe they would do this to me. I have that all the time with members. Uh, not here, okay, not members here, but in my businesses. It's, it's been a, it was a really tough week, okay? And, it, and that's why this brought it up to me, is put the finger at me. This is what's, you know, this, I'm like much like David at times, and aren't we all? And so it is critical that we judge ideas, feelings, etc., when they are in our hearts and minds and before they bring forth fruit. So we, what we need to be able to do is pull up the believing in God, and then we judge them by what God says. If we would stop to do that, we would fix a lot of issues. But we don't. We go, the flesh goes, ah, this guy's a bomb. I need to kill him. I'm, I'm just really, no, I'm, I wouldn't kill him. But, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll put the hurt on him. And so before they bring evil fruit, worry. Well, here's this one. I like, this is the one that kills the worry and stress make faith-based decisions difficult. Now, what does Satan want you to do about everything? Worry about everything. Because you take your trust off to God when we work. In the financial world, oh my gosh, it's been crazy. But each one of your guys' own situations is crazy for you. I mean, you know, what you might have something that wouldn't bother me, Mike over there, but it bothers him. And Satan knows how to get him. I mean, with marriages, he knows how to twist the, the tail, baby. I'm telling you what. Some of you older people are older adults probably got it all figured out for us, right? It's all easy, right? But it's not. It's not. One day we will, when we go to be with Christ, it'll be all done, right? And, and then see, even Peter rebuked Jesus because he thought it would be wrong for Jesus to die. You remember that? Peter rebuked him. Oh, you're not going to die, Lord. And, he, and the thing was, is Peter was thinking like a natural man, not a spiritual man. Wouldn't, it? Wouldn't you want to think about that? No, Lord, you can't die. You're not going to die. But even Peter. So it really puts these guys down to the same level playing field with us, right? They're human. They're flesh. And so they have the same thoughts and tendencies that we do. And in spite of that, Jesus clearly warned them of his pending execution. This is the last two right here. And that one of them I'm going to like make sure we put our names there. The human mind is not naturally inclined to think biblically. Isn't that crazy? But that's the truth, because we think fleshly. I mean, it's biblically, we have to go to the Bible or know the Bible and put that in place instead of letting or of what we've grown up with school, what we've tended to be the way of life. We have to choose the, the spiritual, the biblical way. And yet the Holy Spirit's there to help us, right? So this is C and D. I want to, I'm going to put, so, oh, no, I won't. Uh, but David ended up moving to Gath. His families followed him. 
and this, the question is this, that I will put my name here. How, how many, Steve, how many times have people made a move away from God's will and influenced others to follow? Got that? We are in, our actions, our words, we're influencing others. It's either going to be positive or negative, right? And so everything that we send off, everything that we speak, everything we talk about, anything that we read, everything that we watch affects somebody else. Whether it's kids, grandkids, I mean, you know, shut the TV off for this, don't shut the TV off, whatever it is. And then David, and we're going to use, he was an example of how deceit or dishonesty can only lead to more deception and lies. That's exactly what it does. When we're trying to deceive something, guess what? It just, they, the next thing is I have to try to cover up that lie. And then I have to try to cover up that lie. And so when we think that away, is that's exactly what happens. We didn't fix it. We just covered it up. It's, it's like politics. Because that's what everything you see is, is lots of times they're like everything that's un, hidden underneath the whole thing. So anyway, so... I encourage you to, when you do the read, put our names in it. Making it personalized. I think that's, maybe I'm a simple-minded guy, and that's the reason why I have to do it. That's why I came back to it. But what I did is I asked four people if they would just get, come and give some testimonies, they can do it where they're at, of where God, of impossible situations or whatever they wanted to talk about, but where God was faithful and true, okay? So... I'm going to start with Brother Mike, and I haven't heard a word of it, so that's fine. I mean, but, but just, they, they personalized it, and that's what it's really about, isn't it? It's our personal life with Christ, and these were just testimonies of what God has done in their life, okay? So...